From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Se-yeol vows to pursue the enactment of a special law on making Busan a global hub city. A group representing the nation's medical residents and interns meet to discuss a collective response to the government's planned expansion of med school admissions quota. And former President Donald Trump draws condemnation from rivals as well as within his own party for a controversial statement regarding NATO allies and their defense budgets. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Che. President Yoon Sang-il has vowed to pursue the enactment of a special law in making Busan a global hub city as part of efforts to foster the port city into the nation's number two city and the central axis of the nation's southern region. Yoon made the pledge on Tuesday during a forum on people's livelihoods held at the Busan Metropolitan City Hall. The president said, recovering the total fertility rate to one by ushering in an era of balanced regional development is a key policy that has become more urgent than ever. He then stressed that the most important access to achieving that goal is none other than Busan. The president said the government will designate special financial and logistic zones as well as investment promotional zones in Busan and provide financial support as well as tax breaks to companies that operate there while drawing in talents by creating a self-regulating learning environment. A group representing the nation's medical residents and interns held an hours-long meeting late on Monday to discuss a collective response to the government's planned expansion of the medical school admissions quota. While the group has yet to announce any collective action, the government urged trainee doctors to make the decision to stand by their patients. Richard Larkin reports. The Korean Intern Resident Association, representing the nation's medical residents and interns, held an extraordinary general meeting through the early hours of Tuesday on whether to take group action in protest of the government's planned expansion of the quota for medical school admissions. Following the meeting, the Korean Intern Resident Association announced that the leadership, with the exception of Chair Park Dan, will resign en masse and that the group will form an emergency steering committee to take control of operations. The association, however, did not mention any detailed plans for collective action, despite earlier saying that a recent survey showed that 88.2% of about 10,000 trainee doctors at some 140 hospitals had expressed willingness for participation. The government, in response, expressed relief that no group action has been announced, with Second Vice Health Minister Park Min-soo at a press briefing Tuesday urging the association to make a decision that will protect the patients. Addressing concerns that the plans to increase the quota by 2,000 is excessive. The vice minister said considering the number has been left unchanged for 19 years, the expansion has been deferred for too long. As for claims that the government's announcement of the expansion ahead of April's general elections is politically motivated and that it will seek to negotiate the scope with the medical community post-election, Park said the policy only aims to improve public health care. Welcoming doctors to make criticisms and raise concerns about the planned expansion, the vice minister, however, urged the medical community to refrain from any type of collective action that could risk patients' lives. He said the government will seek medical reforms to improve working conditions at hospitals and ask trainee doctors to make the decision to stand by their patients. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. Donald Trump, former president of the United States, has drawn condemnation from rivals as well as within his own party, for a controversial statement he made regarding NATO allies. Trump stated at a campaign event on Saturday that the U.S. would not be willing to defend any NATO ally that failed to designate enough of its budget for defense. Yoon So-young has more. 
Former U.S. President Donald Trump has suggested that he would not defend NATO allies who failed to spend enough on defense and would even go as far as to encourage Russia to attack them. Trump, who is running for re-election, made the controversial remarks on NATO during a campaign speech on Saturday in South Carolina, recalling a conversation he'd had when he was in office. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. These words have been met with widespread concern. The White House, as well as NATO and a number of European countries, strongly criticized Trump's remarks, which apparently deny NATO's collective security agreement and could encourage Russia to use force. President Joe Biden slammed Trump's comments as appalling and dangerous. And disagreement even came from within the Republican Party itself, with Republican president candidate Nikki Haley stating that Trump's remarks put allies at risk. NATO has been a success story. For 75 years, we haven't had a war in that region because it's an alliance, an alliance that scares Russia. Russia has never invaded a NATO country. They invaded Georgia, they invaded Ukraine, they invaded Moldova, all non-NATO countries. They are scared of the alliance. He just put every military member at risk and every one of our allies at risk just by saying something at a rally like that. For Seoul, Trump's remarks raise concerns that if re-elected, he may force South Korea to shoulder an enormous amount of the cost of maintaining the U.S. forces Korea. These concerns do not come without precedent as the cost for 2020 to 2026 became a significant source of tension between the U.S. and South Korea when Trump was in office. The next round of negotiations for the Special Measures Agreement, which lays out the specifics of the cost-sharing plans between the two countries, are expected to start this year. Yoon Soo-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. A former U.S. official predicted that South Korea, the U.S. and Japan will continue to enhance their cooperation even if former U.S. President Donald Trump is re-elected. In a forum hosted by the Center for Strategic and International Studies on Monday, Sung Kim, a former U.S. Special Representative for North Korea, said that while U.S. events and global leadership may affect everything, South Korea and Japan are very important countries regardless of the position of the United States. Kim said that it is only natural for the three nations to increase the sharing of political burdens and challenges, noting that the status, power, and influence of South Korea and Japan continue to increase. Kim then stressed the need to institutionalize three-way cooperation to ensure that tripartite efforts to promote mutual interests continue, regardless of domestic political events. Meanwhile, on North Korea issues, Kim sung un former National Security Advisor under the Yoon Suk-yeol government, said, that South Korea is open to the idea of Japan participating in what is currently a bilateral nuclear deterrence dialogue between Seoul and Washington. The Financial Times reported on Tuesday that Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida is strengthening efforts to secure a summit meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in an attempt to achieve a diplomatic breakthrough amid falling approval ratings. Citing U.S. and Japanese officials familiar with the matter, the British media outlet said that Kishida is pushing for a summit meeting to resolve the issue of Japanese abductees. The diplomatic push by the Japanese Prime Minister also comes as the North Korean leader sent a condolence message following the devastating earthquake on the Noto Peninsula last month, which Japanese officials see as a positive sign. The report also said that discussions on the talks are taking place through diplomatic channels in Beijing, but officials who were in the Chinese capital said there's no substantive result with Kim refusing to cooperate on the issue of Japanese abductees. 
According to the Korea Press Foundation's 2023 Children's Media Use Survey report released on Tuesday, the time spent watching TV was longer than using smartphones for children attending daycare centers and kindergartens and in the lower grades of elementary school, but the figure differs starting from third grade. The average daily TV viewing time of children attending daycare centers and kindergartens was 72.7 minutes and 66.2 minutes, respectively, which was longer than their smartphone use time of 53.7 minutes and 36.6 minutes, respectively. However, third graders spent 77.3 minutes of TV viewing compared to 92 minutes of smartphone use, while fourth graders averaged 68.6 minutes of TV time and 104.4 minutes of smartphone usage. The survey asked guardians of 2,675 children aged 3 to 9 who attended daycare centers or kindergartens nationwide or are enrolled in the first to fourth grades from October 26th to December 8th last year, with a sampling error of plus or minus 2% and a 95% confidence level. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.